Hello and welcome to another episode of the Backbone Zone. Uh, my name's Tyson. If you haven't been listening before, I would highly recommend uh, jumping on either YouTube or Spotify or Apple Podcasts and subscribing so you don't miss out. But, you know, that's a pretty standard thing that people say with podcasts or whatever. But it, it helps. So appreciate you tuning into this one if this is your first one. But if you've been listening since the start, I appreciate that too. It's pretty crazy. Up to episode 12 already. Uh, this week is, uh, I guess, just a lot's going on with BMX in the world, I would say. Um, this week, the X Games, I think it's still going, but it pretty much has been running all week over in uh california somewhere it's i've been tuning in it's there's obviously the live streams uh that you can go back and watch on youtube it's pretty interesting i would say that in terms of x games it's definitely been the best that i've seen in recent years the reason why the big thing for me was just the fact that uh, X Games Dirt was sick, in my opinion. The the jumps were really sick. They were like verging on um, like the Red Bull Dreamline size jumps. You know, obviously they weren't that big, but the last set was pretty pretty massive, and um, there was like six jumps in a row and hips and all that jazz, and the the dudes. Uh, I think it was the Dirt Factory is what Adam Aloise calls it. But anyway, Adam Aloise, I think he's I think he's from Jersey. But I met that guy like 10 years ago or so. I got to ride um, the trails that is out the back of John Jennings's uh, family's house or something. It, you've seen it probably in uh, maybe some fit videos. And Anthem 2 actually has a lot of aitken rides shreds it's like big steep jumps in a row uh but yeah adam i think i met adam there but he's a he's a badass and he definitely brought the noise with the jumps at x games so definitely look like trails which was sick along with um nutter and jimmy rushmore and of course Corey Nastasio. they all built it i was frothing to watch that uh, it was, you know, it's X Games, so you expect to see a lot of sh- stunts, massive, <laughs> massive tricks. But it was sick to see, uh, in the dirt, especially like to see J Tui come second, and Logan Martin obviously come third. That was uh, really sick to see. Uh, David Godziak, Godziak, uh, won it. Did like a 1080 twister or whatever they're called, no-handed twister over the last set. Upon watching the the runs again this morning, I was pretty blown away with Jay's run, to be honest. Like I was obviously impressed when I first saw it, but then directly comparing the three runs, it's incredible to see how technical Jay Jay's run is. But he kind of has like every type of big trick in it so 
he did like a and they all looked really cool obviously the front bike flip thing that him and logan do is crazy just totally outside of the realm of i can't even really understand that trick 100 percent video game style trick but he did that but he also did a so he did like a opposite he switches his feet to do tail whips and he did a triple downside tail whip landed switched his feet back then did that bike flip then landed then switched his feet back to the opposite way around but then did a triple opposite tail whip but with his feet switched so he didn't just do a, a op, an opposite tail whip and kept his feet in the in his regular position he switched his stance and then did the trip the tail whip opposite so he was still kicking it like uh with the front foot like how um you know van homan or tony cardona would do it but yeah it was crazy and then he double backflip the last set i was pretty impressed with that to be honest i would i would say that that was the winning run in my eyes but hey i can't i'm not a judge and at the end of the day david godziak won it and it was crazy run regardless uh the park was cool i went back and watched that again uh logan martin obviously won it congrats again to the aussie logan martin uh and then that uh justin dow from the usa came second dennis came third dennis ennison dennis's run was sick as he definitely made it look like he just dialed the entire course in and it's very hard to judge against that whole rest of the crowd i will say though that when I was watching it with my first, you know, fresh eyes, first time watching it through, I really liked Ben Wallace's run. And at one stage, he did, he was in first. And then I guess he just got overtaken by all the dudes that started doing really crazy tricks. But it was awesome to watch. I, um, I have a habit, I would say. No, I wouldn't say it's a habit, but I tend to... F- I tend to judge Logan Martin against himself and it's something that I've got to stop doing because when I went back and watched his run, it was insane and definitely deserved of first place. But the fact that he didn't, you know, he didn't do the tricks that you think of Logan when, um, you know, when you see his writing on Instagram and whatnot, you just get into... Uh, a pretty you get used to seeing him do double flares and bike those front bike flips and 1080s and 720 tail whips you see it all on his instagram and it's always like fun session today at blah 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 and you kind of then judge him against himself because you know you kind of expect that level of riding when he's at the X Games, but at the end of the day, his run was still gold medal run, and like, or in my eyes for sure, and obviously in the judges' eyes too. But it's just so interesting to to think that you can be judged against yourself. I guess that's the same sort of thing that Brendan Burke was saying last week on the podcast. You know, with Instagram, if you're filming for a video part, but then you're always putting really top tier riding on your Instagram, it's it's hard when the video comes out because then you're like, oh, I've already seen all that. So 
I'm sorry, Logan. I thought your run was fantastic and I've got to stop. Well, I have to take a step back because that's what happened this morning. When I rewatched the runs, I was like, oh, no, those runs are insane. Like everything was crazy, you know, opposite downside whip, flares and um, plenty of other stuff. I love the, the way that he caught the opposite double downside whip over the hip that was really cool he almost looked like he was about to land do a crank a turn down out of it but anyway yeah that was cool um i watched i watched it all so i won't go through the whole lot of it but i thought that uh it was i'm not gonna lie i actually with that whole mega park i don't know if for people that haven't seen the footage yet and obviously this podcast is littered with spoiler alerts, I guess. If you don't want to know who won, then uh, block your ears and travel back in time 10 minutes. But the mega park was essentially like a those mega ramp jumps that seems a little bit smaller than normal and then a, the big quarter pipe, but the quarter pipe was slightly smaller than normal and then it went back into another jump that was smaller then the first jump and then a smaller quarter again and it sounds like it would i guess be cooler because you get to hit more things but it was actually a little bit less exciting uh i guess because it didn't have that big wow factor i've always been not necessarily critical of mega ramp but there was once an article in the Albion that described Mega Ramp as being sort of the one of the reasons why there's the death of BMX, which is just a whole other topic. But basically, they were saying that riding a Mega Ramp is so unobtainable because no one just has the ability to to ride a well, very few. You know, we're talking like one percent of one percent of people get to be able to ride a Mega Ramp with a gigantic quarter at the end of it and uh that's why it's so unobtainable and kids see it on tv and that's why you know kids are like oh i can never ride a mega ramp so why would i even start riding bmx but anyway to get back to my point and uh, sorry to to just go a little bit further with that article and i'm totally just um going off memory it's been a few years since i read this article but they essentially said that while it's such a spectacle, you know, like it's no doubt that it, that Mega Ramp is a spectacle, but it's just completely unobtainable. So that's why kids don't ride BMX. I don't know if I totally agree with that idea, but certainly not a bad idea to explore. But to go back to my whole uh, Mega Park thing, which happened at the X Games, I would say that it was obviously the trick. I don't want to take anything away from what people were doing on the ramps because it was, you know, it's insane. And I could never do, I definitely never do a a cash roll tail whip, I think Pat Casey did. And obviously R. Willie's just on another level for that type of mega ramp riding. But it just didn't have quite the wow factor uh, that the mega ramp does and it kind of was in this weird limbo spot where they weren't quite jumping big enough to make it look 
super spectacular, as in just the gaps, but they weren't writing stuff that was small enough to allow them to really push the limits of the tricks that they wanted to try. And I think that's almost like, if you look at it, it's almost like the way vert riding used to be. Like vert riding used to be a real gladiator type thing where the ramp was big enough and gnarly enough to let those riders do super, super gnarly quad pipe tricks. Now, since time has gone on, people have been able to figure out how to do all those tricks on like a six-foot quarter. You know, for example, like that. Uh, Matt Hoffman did a no-handed 900, and I'm so sure that someone's done – well, what's his name? Mike Varga did a 900 bar spin to bar spin in best trick in the park on a quarter that was probably like eight foot tall. So I just think it's really interesting to see that that mega park it just doesn't quite hit the spectacular um, level of BMX and – Especially since I, you know, I, I went to the Sydney X Games a few years ago and got to see the Mega Ramp in real life, and I can certainly see why they they do those Mega Ramp events once you go to, uh, you know, a live X Games. So, yeah, it was interesting. But yeah, congrats to R Willie. It was um, very crazy riding by all three, and then um, J Two he came third so that was sick uh yeah pat casey and silver i did write down as well oh that's right the street the street riding was sick too um i really like the way felix prangenberg rides and upon re-watching it again I liked, well, Garrett Reynolds did a, a gold medal run for sure. Felix Prangenberg, if you haven't seen it, go back and watch it. He does, not only does he do an up rail to 360 whip, which just doesn't even seem like it's a realistic trick, but he did it twice in runs, first trick, which just seems like how do you have such a hard trick so consistent? But not only did he do that, at one stage he does a tooth hanger down the rail and I thought, oh, he just did a tooth hanger down the rail. But then I realized he did a switch opposite tooth hanger down the rail. So he switched his feet and he did opposite grind. Um, yeah, we're heading into the territory where we really have to call things like skateboard tricks with street riding especially because I couldn't imagine bunny hopping properly enough to then dive into something let alone then grind on my opposite side it would be totally totally unnatural but yeah that was cool um special shout out i'm sure everyone's seen the clip but not bmx but feels like bmx colby raha going so high in the high air uh in the moto x Motocross, yeah, that was badass. He was just pinned off the lip, and it looked like someone like Tom Dugan doing an air, but he, but it was Colby Raha doing f- like forty nine foot or whatever he did on a m- motorbike, which is crazy to me. 
Um, but yeah, that was badass and, you know, inspiration for BMX, that's for sure. And plus he rides BMX, so that's dope. Uh, yeah, the, the main thing I guess I wanted to, like the whole X Games, obviously you can go and watch it all and I wanted to certainly shout out the the Australian riders and um, what I thought was sick, but the biggest thing that I kind of feel with these comps, for one, whether you are a fan of competitions or you're not a fan of competitions, X Games is definitely, I think, a necessary part of our culture in BMX. Uh, if you were to go back to 1995 when it was created, and let's not get it twisted, it was created uh, with Matt Hoffman, so... That in itself is saying something because if you don't know who Matt Hoffman is, definitely go and look him up. But if you have been riding BMX, then you know who Matt Hoffman is and he's the godfather of BMX. He is the person who we should all be thanking for how BMX is in today's society because he's done more for it than any other person. But... You know, he created X Games and I get, I feel like it was probably just or helped to create X Games and it was probably just that sort of evolution of trying to bring together the best riders in the world to see how well they could ride. And obviously um, it has evolved into what it is today but I feel like the one thing that potentially could be missing because in this, uh, you know, the 2022 X Games that they just held, the majority of it was held either in, uh, I think, Axel Hodges' backyard, so the motocross dude, Axel Hodges, in his in his backyard and then in a couple of other backyards for the Mega Park and uh, the Vert, not that there was BMX Vert. Then there was like a training facility for the street, course and then some sort of facility for the park course now those courses no doubt park and street and the mega uh mega park are incredible like no doubt probably you know they'd have to be up there uh in terms of like where you would run want to ride if you rode a park or a street plaza but the it just was in my mind i feel like it it lacks in the atmosphere that an older school competition environment brings you know i i do think that it's cool that there's a lot of uh bmxs and other like action sports athletes uh you know, they're watching the riding go down. But I think there's something special and, you know, this whole podcast has been talking about making memories. I think there's something special about being able to go to a BMX event and even if you're just this kid who doesn't have any ties or relationship to to the riders, you're just there because you want to watch something cool that can that's like such a life-changing experience and i think that 
by not inviting the public, it can uh, that 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 atmosphere disappears, and I think that atmosphere can be felt through the footage. You know, I watched the footage and you definitely don't feel like it's an event that you wish you were at. Oh, I wish I was at X Games at the time that, you know, Logan Martin did that run or something. Whereas that I, I 100% can speak from my own experience. Like I've been at BMX Games events, like the Australian version of the, of the X Games, I guess, but it was just BMX. And I've been there and I can vividly remember times when people were doing particular tricks or you're there to watch the practice and you can feel the energy in the air and, and um, you can see people throwing down and it, it takes on a whole different meaning. I feel like even if you were to watch the broadcasts of those events on television, if you've got a crowd there, it really gives that vibe. I guess it's very similar to, I'm sure a lot of Australian audience can attest to this, but, you know, the NRL or, or whatever, like a lot of the games, a lot of like regular team sport games have been played during this whole COVID time with no crowds and it doesn't have that same vibe or feeling when you're watching it on telly like compared to the ones that you're watching when there is a crowd you can just sort of feel that there's an energy that needs to um that doesn't need to but there's an energy there that gives you a feeling of excitement as if you were there so i'd like to see all i'm saying is i'd like to see um an event as special as the X Games that I know a lot of riders, whether you're hardcore or or completely new, BMX lifer, old schooler, competition rider, you know, we're all watching it. And I think that it needs to be made special by having that crowd that is there and, and cheering people on. Because otherwise it's, you know, loses a bit of that uh feeling of what it's all about getting together <laughs> Re- reoccurring theme on this um podcast but you know i guess it's a bit of a peek behind the curtain much like where we're at right now this is a bit of a peek behind the curtain of the podcast if you're watching it i'm in my um carport which is also my gym and i feel like it's um you know, it's kind of important to see when you go to these live events, when you actually get to go to them, you kind of get to feel, you feel like you are able to see more than what the TV broadcast is giving you. And um, I think those moments, the moments in between the moments is can be some of the most important ones. So it's, um, yeah, I'm just hoping that they bring back the live crowds for for the X Games. I can totally see it's a bit of a money play in terms of it obviously, imagine how much it would cost to hire out a stadium for a week and then build a, 
a course, uh, set up the mega ramp, build the dirt course, all of these things, and then tear it down. Even though you get live admission fee, like uh, people buying tickets, it's probably more um, financially viable to not have the crowd but then do it in someone's backyard or have it where the skate park's already built and just, I don't know, save the money and also not make as much revenue but you're saving the money. So I can understand that. It's different. I guess it's a, it's also COVID times. Who knows? Maybe it'll go back to normal. I'm sure a lot of other sports are back to normal. We just had State of Origin where there was huge crowds. So, but yeah, it's interesting. Anyway, it's um, I guess that brings me to the the my final point of this whole podcast for today is, you know, X Games, amazing to watch on uh, YouTube. But nothing beats being there in person, no matter what event it is. And I guess for us, it'll be Act Jam. So Act Jam is coming up October 6, 7, and 8. If you haven't uh, seen the Save the Date, then now you know. I think it's going to be a good one this year. International travel is back on, and from all accounts, I've heard quite a few riders will be over here for it, so... Keep your eyes peeled for updates. And um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to have a lot of people, you know, experiencing the BMX culture and the atmosphere that uh, only being in person can bring you. So, on that note, have a good one. Appreciate you listening. Give us a um, good review on whatever listening platform you're listening to this on or uh like us on youtube or whatever and yeah i'll see you next week cheers